Hello, and welcome back to episode two of Tea Time with Tiff. Last week, we celebrated my daughter's 14th birthday. Now, this week, we are going to do an episode that I was very skeptical about doing. I went back and forth and back and forth with myself about doing this episode. This was going to be my initial first episode. Then I went back and forth with myself and said, no, I'm not going to do this episode. But I've had had this conversation on numerous occasions. I've been seeing people on my Facebook have this conversation. And I felt like, you know what? It needs to be discussed. And after the lack of parenting my daughter received from her inactive parent, her sperm donor, I felt like this was appropriate timing and it fell right into place. So today's episode, we're going to discuss inactive parents and the boundaries that they tend to overcross. So, like I said, you know, last week was my daughter's birthday. Her other parent did not call and wish her a happy birthday. Now, what parent does that? But this one does because I really feel like I had a child with a female because he acts more like a female than me and any other female I know. Like, he has bitch mentality and it's out of this world. It's insane. But yes. So, you know, I'm a single parent. He's not active. So, over the summer, let's give a little recap. Over the summer, he called, had an issue with where she was and the timing. Long story short, I knew where she was. I knew who she was with. And I said it was okay. I am her mother. I make the decisions. I have the final say. And it's my call. So, uh, like a couple of weeks before school started, he calls. He brings up this situation again because, once again, this happened in the summertime. Early July. Why are we still talking about it? But whatever. And he's upset. Oh, you're so disrespectful. You didn't listen to what I said. And she's like, well, I'm telling you. But my mom said, my mom knew. Like, how many times can I tell you? My mom, my mom, my mom. He, oh, I'm not calling you. I'm not talking to you until you respect me. First off, 
I am sick of parents not giving respect to children. Yes, children are children. Parents are adults. But you can't teach your child things such as in order to get respect, you got to give it, but then turn around and don't treat your child with the same common courtesy. That's very contradictive and it's not okay. So, you know, I teach my child that respect goes both ways. And it does, no matter. Respect is a two-way street. With that being said, whenever this man calls my child, which is very periodically, like once in a blue moon, it's never a positive conversation. It's always negative, it's always aggressive, and it's always, always, I don't even know what to call it. Like, it's very aggressive every single time. It is never loving, it is never a father-daughter conversation. It is always trying to step into a role that, sadly, you missed the ball for. It is too late to try to step into these daddy boots when you're only, especially only when you're trying to play stern daddy but you don't know anything like when you call there's never a how's school how's this how are you doing it's none of that it's 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 always downing and downplaying and that's what we're not gonna do especially when you know nothing about the topic that you're discussing. And that's a common thing in the world, people discussing things that they know nothing about. I mean, yes, we do it with celebrities and things of that nature, but that's different. That stuff is in the media, you know, we talk about what we, what we see, what is put out there. But when you absolutely know nothing and you start a conversation about it, it's wrong. You can't do it. You can't talk about something that you do not know, that you have not done research on. Because at that point, what are you talking about? You have to know the subject before you open your mouth. And that goes with anything. You can't speak on a person that you don't know nothing about. 
sadly, you should know everything about your child. But in this case, you don't. So ask questions. Speak to the person who does know everything. And or even if you don't want to speak to the person who knows everything, because that is me and I'm okay with that. How about you speak to your child? Ask your child things. Get to know them. Learn them before you try and degrade or, in this case, disrespect, downplay, whatever negative D word you can put in this place and use for him. This is what he does. But learn your kid first. And that is one of my models as a parent, as a teacher. Know your child. Know your kid. Learn your kid. So you cannot speak on my child when you don't know her. And like I said, you don't know her. You haven't seen her in two years. And that's just what I'm speaking on as of right now. And we can literally count the amount of times you've spoken to her in the two years. But none of these conversations were about her. Like, have you asked her how's basketball going? How's her music going? How's school? Like, of course not. This is the same person who didn't even know she was graduating this year. Thought she was in the seventh grade. Didn't know that she was graduating from middle school. Like, how do you not know that your child is graduating from middle school? It's a milestone. At least in my eyes it is. Like, as a parent, I would be so embarrassed, but that's just me. And I don't want this to sound like a bashing session, although it that's how it's going to sound and people is going to take it how they want to take it. But it is not that. It is just time that... I speak my truth, tell my story, and give more credit where credit is due, and that is with me. I am tired, tired of playing both roles. I am tired of feeding this story as if everything is sweet when I don't get the same common courtesy. No. And it's not even about me. When you don't respect my child, all bets are off. All bets. And... Anyone who knows me and knows this situation knows that 
I gave more than an inch. And I've let him take him out, a yard. We're, we're running out of measurements at this point because I've given a lot of lead way. I've, this door has been open, 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 open for 14 years. But I am not going to continue to allow you to keep crushing over the threshold. Either you're going to come in and close the door or you're going to leave and close the door. But the in and out, you're messing with my ear. We're not doing that. Pick, pick a lane, stay in it. And I shouldn't have to even say anything because, say anything like that because as a parent, there's only one lane. It's called parenting. When you become a parent, you have to step up and do your parent, parenting duties. But for some, everyone does not grow up at the same time. Everyone does not embody the role that they are now, I don't want to say forced, but, you know, the new role that they have. Everyone can't just step into a new position and succeed in it. Or you're not even going to always succeed. You're going to have... Failures, you're going to have ups and downs. There's going to be struggles. There's going to, but that's all the joy of parenting. But you have to be there and parent to experience these highs, these lows, these joys, these memories. I mean, these 14 years have been a roller coaster. Would I change them for anything? No. They made me who I am. They shaped me to be not only a mother, but a better mother. Every day I get better and better because I'm here every day to take accountability, responsibility for my child, my role as being her parent, because These kids, they didn't ask to be here. It is our responsibility to make sure that since they are here because we brought them here, that it's we make the best of it. And the only way to do that is to be there. I would not change anything for these moments that I share with my daughter. Being a mother has been like, it's, I feel like that's my purpose. That's what I needed to do. That was the reason that I was put here. But again, that's just me. That's just my thought process of parenting. Everyone does not have that same thought process. But 
you can't pick and choose when you're going to parent. And parenting is not only discipline. Parenting is not only aggression. It, it's, it's love. It's teaching. It's, it's just so much more than just the stern and like it really makes me tongue-tied to discuss this because I can't wrap my brain around this mentality because I don't have it but also because children are innocent in my eyes but in my situation, like I said, this door has been open from day one. I've allowed you to come in, come in, come in, but we're at a age where she sees for herself and not only that, but it's, she's getting older. She's getting smarter. It's, it's apparent. It's right in front of her face. And we're not going to play in her face. So my thing is, if you want to parent, I'm fine with that. But it's going to be 100% or 0% because when you only do 50, you're not even choosing a good 50% to do. Like how do you not know what grade your child is in? How do you not call her for her birthday because you're being petty? Like I'm the queen of petty. But to be petty with your child to the point where you don't call them and wish them a happy birthday because you're mad, you're mad because mad at the fact they, that she didn't disobey what I said to do what you said. Why would she disregard what I said she can do? which was be where she was with who she was with. Adult supervision. Why would she get up and leave at that time of night just to go home because you had a problem? That doesn't make any sense. Why would she leave the comfort of the adult supervision that she is with to travel home alone just because you're mad that she's outside at the hour that it was which was 11 12 at night but once again I gave permission two she was with an adult and three she is a growing teenager but because he's inactive 
I feel like he forgets that she's no longer three. She's 14. You, because you miss so much time, you can't take that out on her and want to parent a three-year-old when in reality you're talking to a 14-year-old. Teenager, toddler. That is why things. it is very important that you learn your child. Know your child. Do the research. If you don't know anything, you cannot speak upon it. You don't know anything. That's like trying to do a book report on Martin Luther King without doing any research. How can you write a report without opening a book or doing the research? I mean, yes, there's no book here in this situation, but she's an open book. Ask her questions and you will get answers. She's a child, like... In 2022, like, their days are mostly the same. They go to school. They go home. They go outside. They're on the game. They're on the phone. It's consistent. It's, it's the same, mostly, for most children. School, home, friends, electronics. Basic 2022 rundown. If you actually sat and talked with her, you would, one, understand her more, and two, know more about her. Like, y'all could build a relationship. Y'all could build a bond that a father and daughter should have. Because we have a great bond and y'all could have one too. Like, I don't understand. All you have to do is ask questions. Talk to her. I consider him a money dad. Like, whenever... No, I can't really say that. A material dad, a material dad is all about purchasing things and material things is not parenting, material things is not love. A bond with your kid is something that money cannot buy. You cannot buy that. And I don't think that that's something he understands. Now, don't get me wrong. He doesn't buy a lot of things, but. It's like when he does pop up every other year, it's buy a Christmas present, buy a birthday gift, and buy something really big because it's the one and only thing for the next couple of years. And that is not a bond. That is not a parenting relationship. He is not affectionate at all. I don't know if he don't know how to show affection 
or what it is, but at this point, this is when the inactiveness comes in. It shows you're so inactive, you don't know how to be a father. I don't know if he's uncomfortable when he's around her or if he don't know what to say or do because of his inactiveness. But I can't babysit all the time. I can't guide you through the path of Kanaya because you should know the path. I can't always smooth out and ease out the situations and make you comfortable because it is your own fault that it is the way it is. You chose to be in and out. You chose to not be a part of her life. Those are the decisions you made. So now, when the consequences are presented and it's time for you to lay in your bed that you made, you can't throw a temper tantrum like a child. Being a parent is hard enough without the extra stress and the extra responsibilities of the inactive parent. We have enough on our plate on a day-to-day plus the the frivolous lies that we do, you know, the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus. We already have to, to do those and portray those stories. How long is the active parent supposed to continue to smooth over and create these false narratives of the inactive parent for the child? When does this stop? Enough is enough already.